was the eve before trade deadline, and the phone lines keep ringing. Not a creature stayed silent. Not even the fourth liners. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode 11 of the Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast. Grant Chung here, uh, your host uh, this morning on Sunday, February 24th. 2019 it is trade deadline eve we are all excited here because this gives us a lot of time to you know talk shit we just like talking shit that's what hockey's all about i am joined as always by only one of my beautiful wonderful and amazing co-hosts we got the stir daddy sterling kiefel on the line how are you doing sterling great man i'm excited to talk shit about uh, a lot of teams that i don't know a lot about it's gonna be pretty <laughs> exciting <laughs> yeah uh, I'd, I'd like to start off by by addressing um a I, I mean it wasn't a controversial tweet but i got a little bit of flack on on, on twitter uh, i'd like to say first off i am not part of this tweeter machine i don't uh, i don't i don't really understand it very much so i thought i'd try my hand at it a little bit with um the trade deadline coming up thanks man <laughs> uh so so the the tweet in particular i was talking about was i read a report and again folks we are not professionals we do not have sources we are literally just three buddies who like talking shit about hockey so you know we like to say that um we're just three idiots talking about hockey and that's that's really what we are so i read a report a wrong report that said that victor arvidson was going to be held out of the lineup that night and so you know naturally i started thinking oh maybe you know maybe he's being held out as part of a matt duchene trade because where there's smoke there's obviously fire, and most teams were in on Matt Duchesne. But it sounded like Nashville was the most aggressive in pursuing him. So the tweet I made was, oh, maybe, you know, maybe Arvidsson is being traded for, is going to be part of the package that goes back to, to Matt Duchesne, to get Matt, Matt Duchesne. And yeah, not a lot of people like that tweet. But I mean, by not a lot of people, I mean three so it's still though it does uh it reinforces the fact that again we're not professionals we 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 just like to we have an opinion and we like we like throwing it out there i thought it was a decent trade i thought it was a good idea <laughs> it was really I funny mean, it was really yeah. funny though like because we post a lot of things and there's not really a lot of like comments or anything and then that one post that you decide to try it it's like no all these people are like no you're wrong like, <laughs> i see how this game is played i think we should just consistently put on like bait tweets that are just like <laughs> opinions of like ridiculous ideas of that could happen tomorrow we yeah. have pay for that be like oh, oh our- I this player's doing this <laughs> <laughs> matt stone <laughs> he's going, or Mark Stone, he's going to Anaheim. Who would have guessed this? <laughs> well, we want to be, we want to be somewhat credible. That's the only thing, right? So, so, so Johnny B, Johnny B yeah, wasn't was too crazy. happy with me. Johnny B wasn't too happy with me, but you know, it got, it got some views. It got some like, or not likes, but it, it, it people, people saw our handle, and 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 that was nice. We we need, um, 
we need some more exposure here, you know? Yeah, it, it was just, it was shouldn't be trolling people. Although yeah. sometimes we might have to. Sometimes. We don't guarantee that we won't troll people, because that's funny. But all we're saying is you can't trade talent or you can't get talent without trading talent. And and that was kind of the point that I was making. With that, let's get into talking about, like Sterling said, teams that we don't know very well. Uh, with uh, So we'll start off with the, the three big trades that I've already gone down these past couple days here. So we'll start off with the biggest, Matt Duchesne going to Columbus. Actually, it was Matt Duchesne and Julius Bergman going to Columbus for two prospects that I've already forgotten the names of and a first round pick in 28, 2019 and a conditional 2020 first round pick if Matt Duchesne resigns with the, with the Columbus Blue Jackets. We'll also announce the second deal that that uh, Yermo was able to swing. He also got Ryan Dezingle out of Ottawa uh, a day later for two second rounders. One of the second rounders is Calgary's second rounder as well. Your thoughts, Sterling, on the Columbus trade with Ottawa, both of Columbus's trade to the Ottawa Senators? Well, on the one hand, I'm happy for Blue Jackets fans that they have a team that's going all in, that's going to go in the playoffs. I don't know how far they're going to make it. But on the other hand, it worries me a little bit looking at their their future with their draft. Let me just look at this real quick. I have it up. They have one pick in the, in the first two rounds for the next three years. Like that. And they're not that great of a team yet. Like they're not. If they were like Tampa or even Washington, a team that's already won a Stanley Cup and has the team there, I wouldn't look at it that badly. But right now, geez, they really got to. They got to sign a couple of those players that are potentially going to leave, or their team could look pretty bad in the next couple of years. Um, because if they lose Panarin and then keep nobody else, they're suddenly going to, like, they're barely a bubble team right now. So that would probably make them like a bottom 10 team, maybe, like, unless they get stellar goaltending from their new goaltender next year. So. I like to trade for Columbus if they make it to like the second or like deep in the second, like seventh game or the third round and re-sign a couple people. But if they don't, like this is a huge, um, it could potentially be a huge like gamble and loss for that team for the next three years and then not have their first round picks to make up for it. And there, Oh yeah. And there's also the scenario that they sign Duchesne, like say he's the only signing. They lose their first round pick next year and then they don't have good goaltending and they tank and they're like a bottom 10 team. Now they do have a protection on there that says that they don't have to give up a, a one, like a lottery to uh, pick like one through three, but that is, you know, next year's draft is pretty deep. And if they don't have, if they say they're like sixth, that's still a really good pick. And then they don't pick in the second round and then they don't pick in the third round. So this team, this could really like change their fortunes for the bad. So it kind of scares me. Yeah. Yeah. And early signs on, on well, from, from this season, Jonas Corposalo hasn't seemed like he has been up to the, to the task of, of shouldering a starting goalie's responsibilities. But, you know, who knows? Uh, David Riddick kind of fell apart last year at the same time, too. When Mike Smith went down with an injury, he wasn't able to keep the flames in it to, to, to push for the playoffs. So maybe 
Corpusal would have if if he's actually given the responsibilities. Maybe he can step up and and actually play like a league average goalie. But I, I see your concerns there, Sterling. At the same time, I I do like that. I like that Columbus is going for it. You know, their their fan base deserves it. They're they're a very pr- passionate fan base uh, out there in Columbus. And just because Panarin wants to test free agency doesn't necessarily eliminate him from re-signing with the Blue Jackets if they really, really want him that badly. But, I mean, it doesn't sound like it'll work out. But And with Duchesne, they could try to extend him or re-sign him, I mean. But, you know, if, if, if they find that their draft pick is is too valuable this coming year, then maybe uh, they, they just don't even offer him an extension. I, which is, a, that's the thing about this trade is that both of these trades is that um, Yarmo kind of protected himself as much as he could. And uh, I, I forgot to mention too, that in the Ryan, in the Ryan Dezingle trade, Anthony Duclair is, is going to, to Ottawa as well. Which is good for Anthony Duclair because yeah. Tortorella didn't like him. I believe he said that he cannot even play the hockey. Yeah. A pretty rude. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> wow. I mean, that's torts for you. Yeah. Well, uh, he also said, was it last week, that Panarin had the runs or something? Yeah, he shit his pants. <laughs> yeah. He shit his pants. That's why it's not here, you guys. Come on, I didn't trade him. Really crazy. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's it's entertaining. It's it's better than uh, it's better than yeah. He's got a lower body injury. He's not playing right. <laughs> lower body injury, diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I wish they were all making comments like that. But the yeah. funny thing is, like, he's not being sarcastic and he's not trying to be funny. He's just being like so brutally honest. You're like, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. gra- sorry, grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> I question. Yeah. Such a grump. That's hilarious. It's like, it's like you ask your grandpa, like, hey, uh, what was the war like? And then <laughs> there's like 10 minutes of like dark, dark stories that you'll never yeah. forget about like bloodlust and death. And you're like, oh, God. Or he just <laughs> stares off into the distance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, do you want another coffee? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm going to go weep in my pillow for an hour after that yeah. horrible thing you just told me. <laughs> You think that's what Duclair did when uh, when you heard that from from Torts? Fuck, I did. I felt bad yeah. for him, man. I had the empathy through like through the world across like four thousand miles. I'm like, oh yeah. my god! <laughs> Imagine your boss saying that. Like, yeah, whatever your job is. Like, if you're a cook, it's like, man, that guy cannot cook. Yeah, and you're like just around the corner. Like, oh <laughs> shit. That's rough. It's definitely okay. rough. So, yeah. so yeah, it's 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 definitely good. Good on Yarmo to to get him out of there. Uh, because, you know, Declare does have some skill. It's just, I don't know. I guess there's a reason he's been on so many different teams the last few years. But uh, Since 15. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I really like the, the Dezingle trade. You know, there, there was a lot of demand for him as a secondary winger if, if teams couldn't land Duchesne or Stone. And he's cheap. He's only $1.8 He's more likely to to be re-signed by, by the Columbus Blue Jackets. So yeah, he, he could be, if he's, if he's the only one that stays, that would soften the blow quite a bit from Panarin leaving. Yeah. Um, for next year. Yeah. 
And then because like, they still they've have got, a good, got some good young players that can kind of replace the depth and the scoring exactly. that they'll need, then they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and their goaltending this year wasn't hasn't been the greatest. So mm-hmm. as long as they get above average goaltending next year and they sign to Zingle, they'll be similar to what they are now. Yeah. And and it's good too because it'll give Josh Anderson some more time in a top six role because he's just been moving up and down the lineup and uh, like the kid can score goals. He just doesn't get a lot of opportunities uh, in the top six. He's always kind of hovering around the top nine. And, uh, you know, this team is good. Like they have Duchesne, Atkinson and Panarin on the top line. And then they have Dubois, Zingle now and um, Foligno on the second. So that's, that's a good amount of grit and size in their, in their top, in their top nine now. And yeah, again, it, it relegates Josh Anderson to, to a third line role and he's definitely a scoring threat for, for their third line, which is very important. So, yeah, I, I, I really like this trade. I, I can understand your, your concerns with, with the Columbus Blue Jackets for next season and beyond. But, you know, I, I like that. I like that Yarmo is going for it. Like I said, the fans deserve it. It would be nice to see them go past the, the second round, at least. I would I would like to add that my concerns are because I actually like Columbus. It's one of the teams that I've watched play a few times, and I'm like, man, this is a fun team to watch, and they've got a lot of cool players to root for. So right now, the key for them is to stay in either um, in the top three, so that they play Washington in the first round, and that's the team they definitely can beat because they almost beat them last year. So if they do that, then they play. Who would they play next? They'd probably play New York or whoever New York plays um, in the second round. So you never know; they can't go pretty far. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like their chances if they're up against Washington in the first round. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> the reigning Stanley Cup champs, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they. I mean, to be fair, they did almost have them last year. It was like it could have went either way in that first yeah. round. The other thing too is if their goaltending picked up, and Bobrovsky, as I'm shitting on him for this year, he's also just had two shutouts. Um, mm-hmm. So you never know; he could just suddenly get back to his old self now, and then they could play. They could be one of the best teams going into the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, he, there's also his playoff history has not been the best. Now's the time. And that's the most concerning. <laughs> this well, is yeah, the moment. He, he, he friggin', yeah, you want to earn that care price money. This is your yeah, chance. Dude. He, he better freaking step up. If uh, You've got the team in front of you now to do it. Like yeah. You've got the defense. You've got the grumbly coach that will slay all the dragons that get in your way and people will talk shit about you. Mm-hmm. Time to nut up or shut up for Bobrovsky. So good trade, I think. Ottawa gets another pair of second round picks. Yeah. And... The silver lining for this for Ottawa fans is if you look at the amount of picks they have in the next two rounds over the next three years, they have a fucking lot. They have a potentially right now five first round picks and seven second round picks in the next three years. And they haven't traded stone yet. So odds are they'll probably get another first or a first, a second and like some good prospect at least. That's Mm -hmm. what I imagine they're going to get. So that means they're hitting like six first round picks and then eight second round picks over the next three years. Or they sign Stone and they have their new captain. So I think yeah, it's finally some good news for Ottawa. I think they've 
put out the tire fire for now? Like just um, smoldering, it could it could burst at any moment. Yeah, depending on what happens with stone. Yeah, but uh, I'd feel a little bit better as an Ottawa Senators fan. And the other thing too is the attendance might just dip enough over the next couple of years that Eugene's like, ah, you know what, I've had enough, and then they get a new owner in twenty twenty one. Never know. Well, what do you mean, man? They're they're supposed to be spending near the cap in twenty twenty one. They're going to be a really good team. It'll be it'll be a, a place, a destination where all free agents will want to sign. They'll they'll, they'll be spending money like like there's no tomorrow. You're, you're that's right. What they're going to do. It's, I totally forgot about their plan, and that's my bad. Like I'm an idiot for thinking. Yeah, man. That. Eugene Melnick even said so, bro. Yeah. I think we should, I mean, we should mark this date on the calendar that in 2021, <laughs> if they're spending to the cap and just have an amazing team, we're gonna have to like apologize. Yeah, we'll we'll be eating crow, but I don't think we'll be eating crow. You know, it's that's I think that's what that's why Senators fans are so very hesitant, mainly because of the ownership. Like these guys need a new ownership group, like a new management group, a new ownership group. And that would I think that I mean, if best case scenario would be for the current ownership and management group to just like play out the rest of the season. They need to do what Tampa Bay does and just steps away from it. Just goes, you run the team and we'll just approve, you know, the salary limits and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, yeah. just stay out of it. That's what they need to do. Well, and you to can't be- do that with Eugene Melnick. Like he's not going to. Yeah, I know. He's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But like, if you had an owner like the one in Tampa that just stepped away and then said, okay, and had the money to do this as well. Um, said, okay, Here's a bigger budget for drafting, which is something they're already really good at. So if that team, if that group that was that's really good at drafting that has one of the smallest draft teams in the league, suddenly expanded that skill to you know Europe and all those other areas, who the fuck knows what they'd be capable of? And with all those draft picks, they could just like clean house in the first three rounds over the next three years, and just have like a completely brand new team that people are going to be really excited about. Mm-hmm. But it all hinges on. Mr. Melnick just taking a break in Florida. <laughs> Which uh just um just just walk right into this home. This home here. We're investing in that Florida team. They got good attendance, right? Just, uh, <laughs> just go down there. Yeah. The next Quebec Nordiques, you mean? Oh Houston whatever's. <laughs> don't, don't say that. Well, you, are you about the, the Panthers going to Quebec? That could be, that'd be Yeah, good. I don't I don't think so. Houston, I don't think it's going to happen um, yeah. because they want this Florida uh, uh, competition between Florida and Tampa. They want like that rivalry. There is no there. rivalry. There has never I, been a rivalry between the hey, Florida hey, team. Hey, 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 hey. It's not me, buddy. It's not me. It's what the league wants. That's <laughs> <laughs> why they're keeping up there. Yeah, yeah. They 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 need to they need to I, not be delusional. Yeah, ideally Arizona to Houston and then Florida to Quebec and Eugene to. Hawaii, and then retirement home. Yeah, where wherever he likes, <laughs> whatever's good for liver health. Yeah, and then, exactly. Uh, and that'd be good. And yeah, man, I, I should I should probably take that back. Pierre Dorian is doing the best he can. I have trouble criticizing him when I'm looking at the owner and like what what yeah. is his office meeting like? You know, yeah. he, this video that we see that was edited and planned was a fucking gong show at the beginning of the season. Imagine what an unedited planned meeting is like when he just comes walking in the room. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are we going to do about this uh, Bobby Ryan situation? May as well just uh, attach him to Eric Carlson. That makes pretty good sense, right? Saving money is the 
only thing that makes sense with this team, right? <laughs> Cap floor. Well, hold on, <laughs> let me Google that. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like it's 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 crazy, and he's just like, yeah, we're we're gonna we want you to sign as many free agents as possible, but you know we're gonna cut your budget by half, and uh, you know we're 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 gonna stay in the same arena. Doesn't matter what the fans want, you know, because that's not where our money's coming from. We're also going. We also want to have the best scouting team in the league, but uh, you need to fire the bottom ten scouts you have right now <laughs> because it's too expensive. Yeah. And I'm not paying for a new building. People need to start coming to the games. <laughs> Out in Canada. That place is beautiful. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, so, yeah. I feel bad. You I that fans. <laughs> I, I'm really cheering for you. As a kid, my two favorite teams, like before I got older, <laughs> was um, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks because Ducks movie and yeah. the Ottawa Senators because of Daniel Albertson. Alfie. Yeah, I love those two teams. And then oh. when the... The gong show went on with Alfredson. I was like, I can't, yeah. I can't look at this anymore, bro. How about how about Danny oh. Heatley? Yeah, Heater was great. Yeah, when so they went to the final that year, it was it was Alfredson, Heatley, and Spezza were like the best line in the league, and they were all top three in scoring in the playoffs. Yeah, I believe. bro. Going into that round, it, I remember sitting there and like you know, as a kid, that's all you know is the numbers, and you're looking and you're like, how can they lose? Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Nothing else matters. Goals. They ran into Scott Niedermeyer and a red hot Jean Sebastian Ziegier. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was a moment for me too because think about it, those were my two favorite teams at the time. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, God, no, <laughs> yeah, not man. this. Yeah, Heatley man, fifteen oh seven. Those were those were the good years. Now he's in Germany or something, playing on a German team, German league. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> but but yeah, so yeah, I feel bad for them Senators fans, you know, just stick with it. I mean, man, just just reading some of the comments from Sens fans, it's 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 so heartbreaking. They're just like, "What what did we do to deserve this shit?" And you didn't do yeah. anything. It, it's not your the fault. The problem is they keep drafting really good people. Like yeah. they get they're drafting amazing players and then they leave. Yeah, they like, all they all leave at like 27. They're all gone. Like, yeah, fuck. that's the thing. In a way, this Mark Stone trade or not trade is extremely important because, you know, it sends a message to the younger players that you're not willing to pay for your stars to keep them around. But, I mean, it was reported that there was an $8 million contract, eight-year, eight mil, for for Matt Duchesne on the table, and he chose to decline it. What do you think they should offer Mark Stone to keep him? Well, like, what, what's your max number? I don't know. Elliot Friedman reported that it was around ten and a half for five years. Five years, ten and a half per. Yeah, I think that's a little much. I think it is, but because they need to hit the cap floor. If you had Mark Stone, like if Mark Stone's like, okay, I'll stay if you pay me this much. Like that's a moment where you're like, fucking sign on the dotted line, slap the C on him as somebody yeah. who could like help lead the team, and then after that, you just try and dump all your bad contracts. Um, and then you have mostly all these younger players that are coming up. That's something that, you know, they can make it work that way. It just means that it's like literally Mark Stone and then a bunch of kids. So there's that worry too. Yeah. Um, and, and as Mark Stone, you don't want to be doing that. Yeah. You know, he's already 26. Yeah. You want to be playing for cups. You want to be contending. You don't, I mean, yeah, like 
Ottawa's great, and that's all he's known. And you know, he's he's developed a lot of relationships there. But you want to win. You don't want to just be having a career mired in mediocrity, right? Yeah. And you don't. You, you know, you don't want to be spending. You don't want to be um, taking up so much of the salary cap that you know your your team that you cripple your team. Basically, they can't get talent because, like you know, you take up twenty well, percent of. Your at this point, cap. if you were to take like ten million or something, um, I don't think it would be that bad for the team because realistically, when they actually need to start playing or paying players in the next two to three years, the cap will have gone up another 8 million and his 10 million will probably, it'll be fine. It'll be like 8 million today. So it's, that's assuming that the cap, it goes up every year though. Yeah. Well, the way the profits are going in the league, I kind of just assume that's kind of, but you're right. You never know. Cause that, that's what fucked uh, the Blackhawks. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden the cap was stagnant and they're like, (gasps) Oh shit. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) What do we do? Well, I mean, Stan Bowman did a wonderful job. He's done a remarkable job. Yeah, and I was a fucking big doubter at the beginning of the year, man. Mm-hmm. I was really concerned. I was like, ooh, I don't know if they're going to have the depth scoring on this team. And thankfully, Arizona was a willing trade partner and <laughs> gave them a pretty good player. Yeah, so so now they've, I mean, I, I wouldn't say Cheka has been fleeced twice. Well, we have to see Schmaltz play. Like, yeah, he did he get injured. That's not exactly on him. Like, he was playing well before that. So Yeah, that's true. It could turn out. I mean, he's not. He's not old. Like how old is Schmaltz? Is he twenty three? Twenty four. Yeah, twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, it's not. It's not no. that bad. Yeah, but you're giving so, up a twenty. I mean, yeah, you're just giving up a twenty year old. But I mean, he wasn't fitting. Like, yeah. Even if he say he averages like ten points less a year than Strom, that's still not a bad deal because you've got someone that actually fits with your team. That's fair. Ho- hopefully. Yeah. But we have to we have to see him play more, and I he's not coming back this year, is he? I don't know I if he is. I can't remember. I think yeah, I don't was. know. I don't know how serious it was, but he's on the IR, so yeah, I have no idea. But yeah, so I, I think we've spent enough time talking about the. Well, I mean, I mean, we should talk yeah. about where we think Mark Stone is going to go. We should let's let's. Do you think that they're going to re-sign him, or do you think he's going to be traded? For Ottawa fans, I hope they re-sign him, and it can be like a good moment for them. But I don't think he's going to stay. Because if he was really committed with saying, I feel like he would have done that last year instead of going to arbitration. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. I just that put the second I saw that arbitration, I was like, ooh, one year or two. Like, yeah, that's not good. So there was a there was a clear sign that he was not happy with the way team went last year, and they're not doing any better this year, and they've just lost Duchesne to Zingle. You know, well, God, another but- another part, another piece of the puzzle there is that. It sounds like either the senators are unwilling or unable to pay bonus, like to pay signing bonuses. Yeah, and and that seems to be a big point of contention for um, you know the players trying to resign. There is that they they want money up front, but either Melnick is unwilling or unable to pay them that money up front. So that's yeah. why there's been so much, I guess, conflict in in terms of signing the deal. Mm-hmm. And it, it it sounds like, yeah, so even Elliot Friedman was saying, like, it, it sounds like the structure of the contract is what is preventing Mark Stone from putting pen to paper. And for the Sens fans, yes, I do. I do hope that he resigns with with the Senators because he's your next captain. He is the heart and soul of your team. 
all of the prospects look up to him, like the Kachuks and the Shabbats and uh, the Lejoies. So he's a very important leader for this team. But as a Flames fan and as a Mark Stone fantasy manager, I hope he goes to the Flames. Uh, and and what were what were you saying yesterday about about what they were saying on 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 hockey night there, uh, Sterling? Oh yeah, yeah. I heard this. And I was like, God damn it! I hope Grant didn't hear this. But no, you did. <laughs> when they were commenting about how Duchesne finally got traded when they played the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, and then they were looking at well, who does auto play next? And it's Calgary, and they're also one of the leading front runners for getting stoned. And I'm pretty sure last week we were talking about this, and I was like, you're crazy. <laughs> no way. You're imagining it. He'll never go there. No way, man. He's playing tonight. He's going to Calgary. He's just crossing the dressing room. That's what he's doing. That's what he's oh. going to do. Exactly the same as what, uh, as what Are Columbus, they in, Columbus they playing did. in Calgary? No, they're playing in Ottawa. Oh, no, they can't do that to fucking <laughs> Ottawa, man. <laughs> you imagine Just make it one home game. Home game. You have Duchesne comes and plays against you. And then the next home game, it's like Stone plays against you. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be terrible. That would be imagine you go to the two, you're a season ticket holder. You drag your ass all the way out 45 minutes to, to Canada, Ontario. And Man. the first game, the, the game you go to, the, this last game that you went to, Matt Deshane crosses the dressing room and he's playing against your team. Next game you go to, it's Mark Stone, your future captain, crossing yeah. the dressing room and playing for the other team. Oh, that man. would be devastating, but I hope it happens. I'm sorry, Sense fans. I, I, I really hope the Flames yeah. go all in. And, and... Would. <laughs> I... it, it'd be good for his fantasy value, too. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That's the most important thing. <laughs> How could I forget? You're so right. Oh. The feelings of like... 40,000 cents fans <laughs> fantasy rankings. Yes. He's hey, let's up. be real here. Let's be real here. There's probably less than 20,000 in that building. I Okay. Well, they're averaging about 70,000. I looked at it recently. 17? It's second worst in the league. But uh, I think from an optics scenario, like you cannot trade him today to Calgary. You can't. There's no way you could do that. <laughs> but even the funny thing is, like, say they do it on Monday. Like, say Calgary just steamrolls Ottawa, which is quite possible because they're they're in kind of a bad tailspin right now. And then well, they lost still don't have Mark Stone. Yeah, they've lost a Duchesne Stone and a Zingle. So mm-hmm. imagine they get steamrolled by Calgary. Then the next day, Mark Stone gets traded to Calgary. Like, I feel bad right now. Or during the game. <laughs> do it during the game. <laughs> during the game, so, so Calgary he just, goes just other, he, just, he just goes to the other press box. It'll be fine. He just makes his way. Right, we got, we got to discuss something. Um, you got to take that jersey off. <laughs> and, uh, put this one on. Put, put this one on. <laughs> oh, man. We love uh-huh. you, Suns fans. We're sorry. We we know this is a difficult situation, but yeah. I want him. I want him so bad. Yeah, I want Mark Stone on the flame yeah. so bad. Oh, he would look I so want some good, good news for Ottawa. That's what I'm hoping. He would look so good on that top six. And you know and, what? And Ottawa, since fans, if uh, Calgary doesn't get him during the next podcast next week, I'm going to go at Grant for this, just so you know. I'm going to be I've so got, sad. Back. I've got your back. But also, if he gets traded to Calgary, I'm not going to hold back. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That sounds like a win-win for you, yeah. It's, yeah, I'm pretty excited. That doesn't sound nice. 
Yeah, I don't know why I did that. That was uh, so mean. Uh, it was ruthless. It was so sad. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> All right. And you know, Ottawa, Ottawa can take uh, they can take our first round pick. It could be conditional if he re-signs with Calgary. And you get a, you get your uh, second first round pick the next year. Yeah, maybe. I don't care. If we're getting Mark Stone, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give, it all. <laughs> give, it, give, it, give him all. Just just don't give Dylan Dubé or Valimaki or... Oh, um, take Dubé. Or Anderson. No, you can have you can have Froelich. You know, he's like a Mikel Bodker man. <laughs> Mikel Bodker 2.0. Uh, or... Yeah, you need to heal. That would be good. He's injured <laughs> right now. He'll come back rested for a few games of the season. Be super happy he's with Ottawa. Yeah, I don't know about that. But no, I, I, I'm just imagining. Oh, man, I'm just imagining that top nine. It would be. All right, let's move on. Let's... It would be dirty. <laughs> dirty. Cut it off. Game over. <laughs> okay, but no, a compelling trade package for, for Mark Stone. First round pick, realistically, Dylan Dubé, even though I don't, I don't want that to happen. Oliver Chillington, I don't know, maybe a roster player or something. They have to get another pick in there too. They need two picks to a roster player and a good draft pick and a good uh, prospect. Okay, so how about a first, a second, and Oliver Chillington? That's good. And some that's a decent player. trade. But you're getting you're only getting one player, right? The the amount that Columbus gave up for two I, players. I'm, just, I'm saying that because that's what they're asking for yeah. Mark right now. Well, yeah, that's pro- that's uh, that was the rumor that that's why he hasn't been traded is because. They want offers yeah, for yeah, a first, a second, a roster player, and somebody, some really great a prospect. Yeah, which is why I fucking hate like hate trade deadline day. If my team was a buying team, I'm always looking at it like fuck, like don't do it, <laughs> don't <laughs> look at what you're yeah. doing. Like there's the yeah. rare cases where I'm like that was a good trade, and I think Tampa last year was one of them. If I was the the Golden Knights last year, I would be pissed. The Tom Tatar trade, dumbass. Da da. Yeah, exactly. You think it for Montreal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they <laughs> lost. Anyway, everybody knows what happened. I don't want to yeah. go over it. I'm like, I'm obsessed. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to do this. But okay, uh, we'll move on. We'll move on. Yeah, move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. Um, so we'll, we'll 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 run through the rest of the trades that happened uh, earlier in the week. Obviously, on the twentieth, the um, the Boston Bruins traded Ryan Donato and a fifth-round pick to the Minnesota Wild for Charlie Coyle. Charlie, uh, Charlie, he's going to Santa, Santa Coyle. Going back to going back to to Boston, and uh, you know, Carl Hagelin was acquired by the Washington Capitals from the LA Kings for a third-round pick in 2019 in a conditional sixth, and then. The Detroit Red Wings traded Nick Jensen and a fifth-round pick to the Washington Capitals as well for Madison Bowie and a second-round pick in 2020. Washington immediately signed Nick Jensen to a, uh, I believe, three-year contract extension. Yeah, I, I like that trade. Uh, I, I think I, that um, see, what the Capitals are what the Capitals are doing right now is the kind of trades I like. They've lost a second, mm-hmm. they've lost a third, but they've got a, de- a defenseman that they're going to keep for a few yeah. years. And they've got a depth forward in Carl Hagelin that has a lot of Stanley Cup experience. So that's exactly what they need. They've already got the the stars up front. They don't have to worry about trying to trade a first for some superstar player that may or may not help them. Like, I don't know how many times over the past few years you've seen 
these superstar players come in, have no chemistry with the entire team, and then they just leave and they get nothing for it. Like, Shattenkirk. Yeah, Shattenkirk and uh, Rick Nash last year with Boston. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say no chemistry. He was pretty good. But he, he was just injured. He didn't score he a lot. Yeah he, yeah, he didn't score a lot. And, yeah. and then he they ended up yeah. going out in the second round. So, like, that was a huge yeah. price. That's what I don't like. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I like looking for, for it's done. It's really good. Yeah. They're looking for Michael Kempney 2.0 mm-hmm. from last year. <laughs> and, uh,. And then the, <laughs> last year, people were making fun of them, like Michael Campney. <laughs> Who the fuck? Why? Yeah. And he was a huge factor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't been good this year. He's taken a step back, but he's still young. I think he's like less younger than twenty-five. He's only like twenty-four or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe twenty-six. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, and then the okay. Dallas Stars have acquired Matt Zuccarello. From the New York Rangers for a conditional second round pick and a conditional third round pick. So the conditions, uh, I believe, are that if the second round pick in 2019 becomes a first, if Dallas wins two playoff rounds, and then the third round pick becomes a first, if Dallas re-signs Zuccarello. So this could potentially be two first first round picks. Or it could be a first and a second if they re-sign them. Yeah, if they don't make it past if they don't make it past two rounds, and they re-sign Zuccarello, then it's a first in 2020 and a Ooh. second in twenty nineteen. Ooh, yeah. But if they sick. if they make two playoff rounds and they re-sign Zuccarello, then it's a first in twenty nineteen and a first in twenty twenty. I like the idea that they traded for him as a depth player. That's something they really need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If I was a Dallas Stars fan, I would not want to resign him because he's 31. Like, yeah, well, yeah. What are you going to resign him for two years and lose your first round pick? Yeah. Ooh, that's a steep yeah. price. Like, he doesn't if, really. If they were I mean, higher up, if they were a Stanley Cup con- uh, contending team, go ahead, sign him because you need yeah. you know you need the help you can get, and mm-hmm. if he fits, he fits. That's great, but. I don't see them like that right now, especially with having a 31-year-old player. Jamie Benn's going to be 30 next year. Tyler Sagan's going to be 28. It's like, ooh, got to be careful. Yeah, I mean, good for this Rangers year. Fans are, Rangers fans are not going to be happy with me, but Zuccarello you know, <laughs> not going to – he's a great guy, and you know he's a franchise player for, for the Rangers, so there's a lot of emotional attachment there. Yeah, they loved him. Yeah, so but he's, done a lot. he's not going to move the needle all that much, especially on a team like Dallas. But I mean, you know, he, he'll he'll give he'll give that second line some some scoring punch. Yeah, which that's is a, that's what that's exactly what they needed. Yeah, yeah. So, so this should yeah. help them make the playoffs. It doesn't. I don't know how far it's going to help them get. Yeah, I mean, right now they're in seventh. They're playing Winnipeg at this point. <laughs> playing Winnipeg or Nashville, yeah. maybe they can. No, they won't. They'll be they're seventh or eighth, so they're either playing Winnipeg, Nashville, Calgary, or San Jose. They're gonna play one of those teams. Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, Winnipeg and Nashville have kind of been hot and cold uh, this this year. Yeah. So you might you might be able to catch them during a cold spell, but you know, yeah. again, it's a seven game series. So. Yeah, and I'm yeah. If I'm a betting man, I would say that. Even in a cold spell, the Winnipeg will will beat them in a seven game series. Same thing with Nashville. Yeah. It, could all, it could also be that you know they've been in the playoffs, they know what the intensity is like, and right now they're just 
they're like, well, we're in the playoffs. We're probably going to have a pretty decent spot. You know, we don't have to break our backs the rest of the season. But you never know. Yeah. And they, they were also missing Bufflin for a while. I could have held them back a bit. They're still missing Bufflin. He still hasn't played. I thought he came back. Bit. I thought he came back and then got injured again. Oh, fuck. I didn't, I don't remember. Yeah, I think you're right. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's on the IR. Yeah, that's for sure. Man, that's unfortunate because, you know, he's like, he gets injured every year now. I mean, he is getting old, but he's, you know, he's like 250 yeah. pounds of man going around in these tiny skates, just flying. <laughs> like The human body is not meant to take that. No, that's true. Yeah, it's very true. He's got to, he's got to do like the, the chara and just lose a bunch of weight. Take that weight off his bones. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. If he was still 230 pounds, he's the same size as Ovechkin. He can still check people. Yeah, totally. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a decent trade for Dallas if they don't make it past two playoff rounds and don't re-sign Zuccarello. <laughs> uh, some but, interesting deals that could pan out over the next few years with his trade yeah. deadline. Yeah. I mean, isn't that like always? Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like this year is a bit more impactful than the past few years. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't remember a team... I don't know if I can't, I can't think of one right now, but I don't remember a team that has been, has gone through so much shit like Ottawa in this position. And then you've got Dallas in this position where the, the president of the team just comes out and goes, these guys suck. Talking about just best players. Yeah. Yeah. And then Columbus is literally like, fuck it. Just throw it all on the board. I'm all in. Like there's a lot on the line for teams that, you know, you might not expect to be, going that far yeah and the I thing mean, with I can ottawa, that too i can respect that yeah i can but the thing i i was just gonna say the extra like icing on the cake with ottawa is they will be last now i cannot imagine them not being the last place team so yeah have fun colorado yeah well I, that's anyway. why i'm hoping it gets moved because you know <laughs> i need them fantasy points yeah uh, anyway so so next uh, on the trade Another, uh, this is breaking news. Uh, the Boston Bruins, after missing out on Ryan Zingle and potentially Mark Stone, have signed veteran forward Lee Stempniak to a one-way contract for $650,000. So, there you go. <laughs> Wasn't he retired? No, I think he's just been a free agent all year. Wow. Yeah, so he's been on, he's on waivers, and... He's probably going to be assigned to Providence, but you know, I I I do like this move by by the Bruins. They're just you know, padding their their yeah, depth a little bit in case, case of injury or something. Yeah, nothing wrong with and that. And in case they they strike out on on the um on the trade market, right? Mm-hmm. They're not forced to 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 make a deal. And Stepniak played pretty well for them uh, when when he was signed there uh, for a playoff run a couple years ago. So it's a good deal. I like it. Didn't pop on my Twitter though, fuckers. <laughs> well, uh, let's move into the 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 trade bait. This is um, yeah. the, the remaining trade bait, I should say. Yeah, this is TSN's uh, trade bait list that we're looking at, and obviously Mark Stone, who we've covered in very much detail, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is good. is tops on that list. Uh, the second guy is Wayne Simmons from the Philadelphia Flyers. So suspended. Is he suspended? 
he might get suspended after there was a hit last night. Oh, that was a clean hit. He didn't hit him in the head. Yeah, it was all shoulder. Well, he has a hearing today. Uh, it's, it, I don't think anything, nothing should happen from that. Like it was a clean hit. The guy, he, it he hit, bad on TV. it just looked bad on TV. Yeah. His shoulder got into, uh, kind of like the chest area and the guy was looking down. Oh, but okay. like he, he did kind of come from the blind side, but it was like he, there was no, it was a clean hit, I think. Okay. So I don't know. All right. We'll find out. It wasn't like a, yeah, he didn't take a shot at the head like McDavid did with Nick Letty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for instance, the, that was a gutsy win by, by the, by the flyers last night in, yeah, uh, in the stadium series. It was a really good game. They were down, uh, down three, nothing. No, three, one, three, one. They were down three, one yeah. and, uh, came back to win it overtime. They scored with like the, the last time with like, they got two yeah. Yeah, five less. I think it was like less than ten seconds left. They oh, they, they scored to tie it. So, you know, like they're still not going to make the playoffs, unfortunately. But Wayne Simmons is 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 a is a valuable commodity. He's only making three point nine eight million, so he'll be able to fit in most people's cap situations. Uh, and he brings a, a good size, good amount of grit to to any team. So, what do you guys think? Where, where do you think? Uh, I'm missing John. Where where do you think he's going to be moved, Sterling? I he's one of those guys that could work really well with Boston, and I think the fans would love him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Toronto really needs someone like that. Yeah, because that's that's like the one thing that's really missing from them is like a big hitter that adds a bit of a like passion and grit to the team. Mm-hmm. And the other team I think that could really use him would be Nashville because they've kind of hit like this little bit of a skid, and they could use just some depth scoring. I think uh, Nashville would be my my best guess. The team that would be willing to pay for him and could use him. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think I don't think he's going to be moved until Mark no. Stone makes a decision. But it's difficult, right? Because Mark Stone might just not make a decision, and Ottawa <laughs> might just not trade him. I, so, I doubt that would happen because I think it, if it's an hour before the trade deadline, he hasn't decided to sign, and he said. He probably won't, unless he's like you know not put it to paper yet, but just confirmed he would once they worked verbally. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That'd be crazy. I, I think though. they would just they would just call whoever gave him the best, who had the best offer on the table. So they just yeah. call Calgary, Winnipeg, Nashville, and go, okay, give me your best offer, and the best offer wins. And, yeah, yeah. And Boston would be another team on there. Yeah. So and then after after that, we're going to see Simmons drop out and Kevin Hayes and all these other guys are just going to keep dropping like flies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Wayne Simmons. Yeah, I agree with with the teams that you chose. Calgary is also looking at him as well. If we can't get Mark Stone, I would want us to go after either Wayne Simmons or the next guy on the list, Kevin Hayes, because uh, there's some history there with with Hayes being Johnny Gaudreau's old roommate back in uh, BC, Boston College. And, you know, they've played together. But Kevin Hayes wouldn't be as as good of a fit as Wayne Simmons just because uh Hayes is a is a center so he'd have to be willing to move to the right wing whereas Wayne Simmons is a natural center uh, right winger and he's like he's been buried in, on the third line basically his entire career on the Flyers for whatever reason playing with uh Nolan Patrick and Scott Lawton mostly this year and uh you know I I I'd like to see him 
on the flames that'd be a good uh he'd be a definitely an improvement on for leak in the on the second line kevin hayes would also be an improvement on on michael for and another thing that i like about kevin hayes being on calgary is that or on any team if he's willing to move to the wing is that he could take face-offs because that, that, that's what the flames have been able to do with uh, elias lindholm on the top line with sean monahan he's the opposite hand of of Monty, so they can kind of rotate between taking face-offs on their strong sides and kevin hayes allows you the ability to do that with any team if he's willing to to move to the wing but i mean most people would be acquiring him as a center but yeah simmons would look good in boston as well he would be the exact kind of bruising forward that um the big bad bruins are are, are looking for and yeah I, i've i've mentioned this before I, I believe simmons would be a huge improvement on on connor brown but you know brown is 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 a pretty integral part of the team in terms of the locker room and it, it seems like everybody loves him because he's a hard-nosed, uh, hard-working guy, kind of like a Brendan Gallagher. So, yeah, I, I, I like all the teams that that uh, that you put out there. I would say Boston is probably his most likely landing spot, which I'm sure all Leafs fans are are fearing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, what do you think about Kevin Hayes? I mean, he's a guy that Winnipeg would love to have on their second line yeah i would say winnipeg um i feel like new york might be in there the islanders the islanders yeah i, I don't know how the rangers would feel about trading within the city <laughs> yeah well yeah kind of, a, kind of a rare situation yeah um maybe a team like vegas would be willing to do that they've been far more willing to trade their draft picks like their bounty of draft picks away than i had expected so i wouldn't be surprised if they were in on someone like Kevin Hayes or, or even Mark Stone and just being like, yeah, take them all. Take, take everything. We got a young player here. You go fucking take that shit. We don't need any of this. We got a, got a team. The thing with Vegas is that they have to be very careful now because you know, they, um, William Carlson isn't signed to, to a long-term deal. Is he? No, I think he just had a one year show me deal, like five or 6 million. Yeah. So he's up for, for a new contract soon. Uh, if not, at the end of the year, Pacioretty and Alex Tuck's contracts kick in next year, and they're both at like seven million. So that's another fourteen million that you're not going to have. So they and they signed Mark Andre Fleury to to a, a big money deal as well. So they they need to be careful because they 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 have to make sure that they're cap compliant. Yeah, they are they are pushing the boundaries because they only have yeah. they have three million in cap space. It might go about four up next year, so seven. Yeah, Carlson. Yeah, that's pretty much all their cast base. Yeah, there's there's no room for Mark Stone to resign there, and Kevin Hayes is making five point one eight, and Mark Andre Fleury and Carlson. You'll lose seven million from those three, and then you'll get more with Patchetti. It's another three. That's ten. Yeah, they have an increase of ten next year. There's a couple of people coming off the books, but nothing major. Hmm. I see. Yeah, and Kevin Hayes is only is making five point one eight. So he's going to be looking for north of that. Yeah. So, yeah. They might be yeah, hamstrung a little bit next year. They might have to bring in some other player. Yeah, I was surprised by um, by by a few of their signings because I was like, man, like you need to you need to make sure that you're okay with the cap, man. 
Because Alex Tuck has been good, but he's been he's run into a complete cold spell. Yeah. So again, that's what Paul Stastny signed long term. I know I'm going to sound like a broken record on this, but they should have been far more patient with the amount of draft picks they had and should not have invested so much in last year. Like losing Tatar and then trading for Pacioretty, uh, yeah. that cost them a lot. What was that at least two first round draft picks? Yeah, and a second and a third. Yeah, two first rounds, a second and a third over these next couple of years. And they did have, like, they no question about it, they have a good base team. They already have some good prospects from their first year of drafting because I think they had three first-round draft picks. But they traded one of them away in uh, Suzuki. And they still have they still have a couple. Yeah, they've got Cody Glass. Yeah, they've got Cody Glass, and there's one yeah. other player that's really good that I can't think of off the top of my head. I don't remember either. But, but yeah, anyway, I, they should have... I Like, if they had kept those draft picks and then used those players to prop up this already good team, they could be a really elite team and now they got to be really careful that they don't kind of fall into mediocrity Mm. by settling away too much of the future thinking that they could have won too early i mean i'm definitely happy for vegas fans that they have a good team that's going to be in the playoffs for next few years but i i would have liked to see them be a bit more patient yeah that's why i'm 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 a little cautious about them signing kevin hayes because like you're taking up cody glass's spot yeah they're just tossing money at so many players yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Kevin Hayes will make an, a pretty big impact on on whatever team he goes to. Wayne yeah. Simmons too, if he plays on the in the top six. The next guy here is uh, is Gustav Nyquist from Detroit, and GM Ken Holland in Detroit has kind of been playing his cards very close to the chest. It sounds like he's more than happy to to re-sign Gustav Nyquist if the offers aren't to his liking. So. I don't know. I, I he's twenty nine. Your team is kind of entering a rebuild. You want to get like you know younger players in. Do you think they they should resign Gustav Nyquist? What do you What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know. Resign him if you can for only three or four years. If he really wants more than that, then just trade him away for whatever you can get. Because he's already twenty nine right now. Yeah, so he's gonna be thirty yeah. next year, and they're probably still a couple years away anyway. I don't really know. I don't really see the big advantage in keeping him around. And I think, mm-hmm. I honestly think he's just going to do what he did last year with Tatar and just wait until the last minute and go, oh, you really need a player? I'm going to need at least three draft picks for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's probably a first, second, third for Gustav Nyquist and a bit of your blood as well. Your young yeah. blood. Vegas is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got plenty. It's yeah. yeah, I would. I would love to see him go to Montreal, but... You know they're not they're not trading picks they're not trading prospects so there's no way I would rather see them court him in uh, in free agency. Court him, hello Gustav, come dance <laughs> with us. We will show you a good time. We have your best friend. Join La Belle Province. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they have Tomas there, so it'd be great. <laughs> Got your buddy. <laughs> just send Tomas. Don't even send. Just send Tomas. <laughs> it's like an ambassador. Yeah, be like, bro. Go to Montreal. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. They got some great food uh, here. Yeah, great fans. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fun. so Mark, Marcus Johansson is is another guy that uh, that could be moved. I, again, I, I feel like he's kind of like a Zuccarello type. He doesn't move the needle all that much, but he's good, I guess, for like depth scoring. Mm-hmm. Derek Broussard has been held out of any games until until the trade deadline so it looks like 
Dale Talon is going to make good on his word and flip him to, to, to a contender. And again, I mean, decent third line center, but he doesn't want to play third line center, <laughs> but I wouldn't trust him as a second line center. So he doesn't want to play third line. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, make, give me a better one. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really see the benefit in someone trading for him because most contenders have a, a solidified second line center. So you're not going to trade for Derek Broussard to play as your second line center. The funny thing is, man, people, there's a lot of teams out there that are probably sweating bullets and like, man, we're, we're seventh in the playoffs. Like, I think, I think we could really make a run at it. If we just had that, like one key piece, it's like, okay, take all my draft picks. And then they're going to yeah. jump to whatever's left. That's what, yeah. you know, players like probably Johansson and McQuaid are going to be. Yeah, that's true. Maybe four. Another, another guy that I was very, like, I, I was raising eyebrows with this is um, Mike Hoffman. The Florida Panthers have asked him to submit a 10-team trade list, a 10-team no-trade list. Really? He has another year. Yeah, Yeah, one more year at 5.19, which is decent money. What is Florida doing? I don't know. 59 games played, 50 points. He's having a career year, and they want to – they asked him for – I mean, I, I think it's probably them doing their due diligence. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm sure they're getting calls about Mike Hoff- about Mike Hoffman all the time. Yeah. So they're probably just like, you know, we have to listen to these offers because if something, you know, if we could get like a, I don't know, like a Ely Tolan or some well, high end prospect, a team that would have fit really well with Mike Hoffman would have been someone like Dallas, where they could have been like, okay, he's good yeah. goal scorer, depth depth scoring. We got him for two years. Maybe we won't be top team or whatever in the playoffs this year, but next year maybe we could do a bit better. Um, I don't know. Ship, ship yeah. I just sailed on that one already, but that would have been a good fit for them. But yeah. I really, I kind of question what, what is going on for it. It's like every year they're like, oh, get rid of all these guys. Oh, we'll get these guys. Oh, get rid of these guys. Uh, more guys. Like I don't. I don't know. I think they're just trying to, they're just trying to revitalize the the fan base and and try to pump some fans into into the place. But I mean, you can only really do that if you make the playoffs. Because like when when they were on that playoff, when they were in those years of like being contenders, um, they had fans. Like their the fans packed the stadium and and they were willing to watch them play and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it, wow. it baffled me that that Mike Hoffman is is on the trade block. I'm, I'm sure. I don't think anything's going to happen unless it's like a substantial deal. But, you know, it still doesn't feel nice. You know, you got yeah. one more year left and you're like, hey, give me your 10-team low trade list. Yeah. Like, it's just like undue stress for... They could just be asking for it just in case they get a really good offer. They're like, well, we need your list. We're probably not going to trade you. It's just... We're just yeah, and that's it. what I'm saying. But, you yeah. know, like it's still unsettling as a player. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there you're like, man, I'm really happy here. I'm doing well. I like this team. They like me. I'm scoring goals. Uh, give us your trade list. Oh. Oh. Right. Uh, okay. We promise we won't trade you. We just need to know. Yeah. Like, well, like, if you're not going to trade me, then why are you asking for a 10 team no trade list? Don't read into this a bit too much. Yeah, like, someone. how else are you supposed to read into it? Yeah. <laughs> While yeah. we're talking about the idea of a trade list, I am going to bring up Alexander Edler because he has a no trade clause right now. Hmm. And there's a big issue whether or not he'll actually submit a trade list to the Vancouver Canucks. And whether they're even willing to trade him, which to me as a fan is like really irritating because as much as I love Edler, he played a lot for the Canucks. He gave them a lot of good deals on his contract. 
it would make so much sense to, to trade him this year. He'd be the best defenseman available on the list. I'd say barring Dougie Hamilton, because for some reason they want to trade him. And there's like no reason to keep him for the rest of the season. And I'm really scared that they're going to give him like a five-year deal and he's going to be playing until he's like 38 and fucking injured every game. And he, <laughs> it's like he's already injured all the time. Like, why? Please. If you trade him this year and get a draft pick, the fans would be so excited. It would make so much sense. It would help with the rebuild. It would help with everything. And then you welcome him back and say, hey, come come back. You know, you did us a, a solid. Yeah. But at this point, it's not going to happen. It's really upsetting me. It sounds like it sounds like they're it sounds like they're leaning towards signing him. And you know, okay. maybe maybe he just brings a certain amount of intangible that you can't get anywhere else in the locker room, you know? Maybe yeah, that, that's the theme of Vancouver. Is like we need a lot of intangible guys. We need so many of them that there's not enough spots for our young players. <laughs> <laughs> like Adam Gaudet is better than Brandon Sutter right now. He can get more points than him. And he's going to have trouble getting a roster spot as long as Sutter's around. And they're really unwilling to trade Sutter. And they're not going to trade Beagle because he's been a, he's just got signed. He's a beauty. He's a good Canadian guy. I don't know. Is he Canadian? Yeah, he's Calgarian. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was right. But yeah, please, please, Jim Benning. Please trade him. Yeah, I, I, so it just hard. makes sense. It just makes sense, right? Like, just trade him to a con- Like, if you're Alex Edler, why wouldn't you want to try playing on a contender why wouldn't you want to try it and play for the cup and then if you really really like vancouver so much just come back in the offseason yeah they're more like it, than willing to do that there's yeah, no I don't understand them around for the next uh 20 games or so that they have left i don't understand why why they wouldn't do that like it and, just makes so know, much sense to me you know what else quinn hughes is going to be available to play soon and he's a left shot defenseman and so is Alex Hedler. So he can take that place, get experience for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. and you can assess who who's actually going to stay. Pouliot can leave next year. You bring back Hedler. Like, oh my God. Wow. It seems like something that's going to work, but there's just something about Vancouver where they're like overly loyal to player to their players and they just don't want to trade anybody. They, it's like they never want to approach anybody and tell them they have to leave, <laughs> except for Sam Gagne. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're better than some of these other guys, but uh, we don't want you here. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 odd. Maybe it's maybe it's ownership tampering. There is there, there a story with uh, Francisco Aquilini where I believe it's his grandfather or his father or something, like some relative that is a huge Canucks fan that is like quite old and like you know won't be around much longer. And mm-hmm. there's a part of him that just wants to push as hard as possible to make the team a winning team for that relative because they've never won a cup and like that's that's a great story but it's also it holds you back from reality and just looking at it and going okay we really need like two or three solid players and we're not going to get that if we keep holding on to veterans and artificially propping up the team for the first half of yeah. the season until the veterans get injured and then it tanks anyway yeah. and then and then another thing is like if you were to get more draft picks and get more young players it's going to make your team better like it's just been proven through so many teams that do that that is the way to go now maybe maybe jim benning will be like a pioneer in that thing where he'll go you know what it actually was maybe he was right all along and we'll find out in a couple years if all their other young prospects just come up the way they are and they just become a way better team but at this point it's it's really frustrating and that's that's all i gotta say about that 
Yeah, I mean, when when you want to watch young players play, like, isn't that more exciting to see the the prospects that you've developed play that's, for your team and watch them succeed? That's what's making the fans go watch right now. That's what's yeah. making them excited. It's like, oh, there's a new player. Oh, there's a new player. And every year there's been like someone new for the past couple of years. And then mm-hmm. next year they'll have Quinn Hughes and probably Demko playing quite a bit and yeah. whoever. But there's just the log jam right now. And yeah. log jam can be fixed by a couple of little trades here and there. Mm-hmm. Demko will be coming up pretty soon and not, not, not Di Pietro though. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got to stay down there. He needs some needs time and they also need a better defense <laughs> to be able yeah. to insulate him. And one that's yeah. not going to just like fold over the first 11 minutes of the game. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I guess it's safe to say now that uh, Columbus is not going to trade Panarin or Bobrovsky or Venberg. I mean, jury's not out, but it sounds like they're going all in and I'm liking that. Um, Carolina probably won't be trading Michael Furland or Dougie Hamilton or Brett Pesci for that matter. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, they they need those guys to, to, to play well, you know, unless they get blown away by an offer. And they might. You know, somebody might overpay for Michael Furlan because Mark Stone might not be available and Simmons might go. And look at his cap hit, man. 1.75 million. Oh, yeah. yeah it's easy. Easy to fit on any team. Yeah. Easy. And uh, Cody Cece is going to be an RFA next year as well. He's at 4.3 million from Ottawa. They might look into moving him as well. I mean, they should probably look at re-signing him maybe. Right shot <laughs> defenseman, 24. Yeah. And I think there's still LA is still working with Jeff Carter on potentially being moved as well, but he's he seems upset. He yeah, he's unwilling. Go. I don't know why he's so unwilling either. It's like, well, we're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. We're just tanking. But I, I can I also know. see from the perspective that if he has a family, LA is probably yeah. pretty nice for someone who has a lot of money. And well, yeah, and, and he's got three more years left. That's the thing, right? And he's won two Stanley Cups. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, hearing. it's it's difficult to to move from LA, you know, let alone California. Yeah. To most likely like an East coast team. Yeah. For three more years. Like you, you'd be playing there for three more. So you'd have to move your family. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. Yeah. Like you're right. I can see just that on the border of, you know, if you had like one year left, maybe then. Okay. But three years left and you signed a long-term deal to be in LA. I, I can see it. Yeah. I, I can understand that now. Yeah. And he's 33 as well. So, I mean, Man, you know, probably just wants entering to the twilight there. of his careers, he just kind of wants to ride off. <laughs> but yeah, you'd, you'd still think you want to win. I mean, kind of yeah. sucks for LA Kings fans making five point two seven million, and he's like, mm, you know what? As I've someone, had enough women. I've had enough women. As someone who is thirty three and is kind of set in their ways, like if someone were to just be like, "Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> kick you across the country to do this," I'd be like, "Ooh, I don't know." I think I'd be that's fair thinking about it. I mean, at the same time, he's like a high-performance athlete who plays in the best league in the best hockey league in the world. Like, you'd think that there, there'd still be that competitive juice. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'd think he'd still want it, but maybe he just wants it with this team, and that's fair. Again, it could all be the family thing. Because if you're yeah. talking to your wife and your kids, and they're pretty set in where they are. Yeah, especially if they're like school age, too. Yeah. Talking about real issues, folks. Don't just yeah. look at it's their real life. These are yeah. players. They're human beings. They're not just yeah. robots that go and play where you where you choose and think exactly. that you can How rude of you! How goddamn families, man. They have feelings. Okay? Yeah. And actually, I, Scott has a heart. Um, he he could have been an engineer. 
John Scott, what a beauty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do want to say too that uh I was I was watching um a Flames game and one of the one of the Sutters man, I forget his name. Shoot, I don't remember his name, but one of the Sutters. Brent. No, he he's like um same Brent. line as Brent and and uh, not Brent Sutter or Daryl Sutter, but the, the the other one. That's all I got. Anyway, so there's lots of them, man. There's like forty of them. Yeah, there's there's too many of them. But he's he's like he's one of the um he's one of the Flames intermission hosts. Like they they talk to him about stuff, and you know he 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 made a good point about you know when these trades happen, it sucks for the families because you know. All the fans see is oh this player is going there and oh my favorite player is 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 coming to to play for my team and you know not only is it a shock for these players to move dressing rooms and have to fit in with a a bunch of guys who have had all year to to build that sort of chemistry uh, and like they have to try to find a way to to fit in but they're the ones who just pack up their sticks pack up their equipment jump on a plane and fly to their new team the families are left behind packing and and moving and dealing with all the bullshit of having to move to another location, you know, finding a new school for their kids. If it's in this case, Jeff Carter, three more years, he's going to have to move their kids to, to, to another school. And that's difficult. There's also the issue at this time of the year for teams, for players that move is that they leave and then they, their family can't go with them because they're Mm -hmm. near the end of a school year and there's no reason like what well, it doesn't make sense for them to just drop everything and go right away because they have to find yeah. a house and all that kind of stuff. And then some players that are UFAs, they don't know where they're going to sign the next year. Mm-hmm. And so they're cut stuck in this limbo for two to three months. And yeah, I can't remember what player it was. It was on, it was either on hockey night in Canada or a, something I was listening to recently where an ex player was basically saying, I don't know. I think it was Ray Farrow said it. He's like, you leave and you say bye to your family and you don't know when you're going to see them again because you're you're on like some kind of road trip or something and you got to sort everything out with your other team and they got to sort out their living in their new situation and all that yeah. stuff. And then you don't know when your family can even come visit you because they're like, oh, fuck, like, what, you know, in like a month, I guess we could fly out. Mm-hmm. So that's and if you're moving, if you're moving countries too, right? Like there are visa <laughs> issues, work visas and all that kind of bullshit that you got to deal with. And it's just a lot. And so like, you know, I think as fans, we need to, we need to like appreciate this and, and understand that, uh, that it's hard for the, for the players as well. It's not just, you want this player and you'll get them kind of thing. Uh, obviously I don't know, but I, I feel like it'd probably be easier, uh, for a UFA. So like Matt Duchesne's family, for example, can just stay in Ottawa until he decides where he wants to go. But yeah, it, it would be tough not seeing your family for however long, especially, with Duchesne having his, his, uh, having a newborn and all that kind of stuff. Baby around. Yeah. So these are real issues folks. So don't, don't underrate that because this is real talk. I'm hungry for hockey talk. We get serious sometimes and get philosophical on you. Yeah. Only, only on trade trade deadline day though. Yeah. After that, we're no other day. Complete assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so do you, do you have anybody else that you want to talk about? Jason Zucker maybe moving. I don't know. Four years left. Nah, mm, five point five. Not really. There's no major yeah. ones here. Jimmy Howard. Do you think anybody's gonna? <laughs> Who could use him? <laughs> I've been looking at the, like the teams trying to figure out. I'm like, okay, who needs a goalie that's in the playoffs? That's the Flames. Not really. They're not that bad. 
No, like you've especially got, since Mike Smith has been playing better of late. Yeah, you've got a you've got Mike Smith, you got veteran experience, and you've got a backup goalie that's been able to win you a lot of games. There's no point in paying a first for that. Not even, I mean, yeah. If it was Jimmy Howard, you're like, well, he's he's been okay in the playoffs when Detroit was in the playoffs, but how is he gonna? He's never been traded, so you don't know how he's gonna be. And then mm-hmm. Robowski doesn't have the greatest record in the playoffs, so you're really willing to trade for him. Uh, looking at other teams, New York doesn't need it. They've got the best goaltending tandem in the league, probably one of them anyway. Yeah. You know, interestingly enough, Jimmy Howard has played 34 games. Bobrovsky's played 30. Mm -hmm. Howard has, oh no, sorry. My bad. Those are their ages. Jimmy Howard has played 42 games (laughs) and Bobrovsky has played 44. (laughs) And Jimmy Howard's numbers... Are, are, I guess on par. Two eight eight goals against average, nine ten save percentage. Bobrovsky is two eight two and nine oh six save percentage. And Bobrovsky has a way better team in front of him. Yeah, I have to say that. So, yeah, well, yeah. There's I can't really there. say for like coaching structure because I haven't seen a lot of Detroit's playing, mm-hmm. but yeah. the talent on Columbus. Well, is it's really it's bad. tough, right? Because do you really want to bet on a thirty four year old? who's having a renaissance year? No. Yeah. Especially for a first round pick. Not for a first round. And you've got two decent enough goals. I I don't know. I'm just, I'm just still wary about um, Mike Smith's health and Riddick's ability to, to shoulder the intensity of, of, of of a playoff game. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't think he's ever played in a playoff game. I don't believe he has. And that's a factor. No, uh, David Riddick. No, he hasn't. Yeah, so that's a factor for sure. It'll be interesting, you know. We've got uh, about twenty-seven hours left. Yeah, clocks are ticking. Pretty excited. There's gonna, probably going to be a lot of movement over the next twenty-seven hours or so. Yeah, for sure. If you're listening to this in time, watch the Flames game tonight with the Ottawa Senators. It's the no. battle of the Kachuks. And who knows? Maybe, um, maybe Mark Stone. Maybe Mark Stone will be playing. That will be crazy. <laughs> you gotta tweet that out instantly. <laughs> if he plays, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, fantasy stuff this week. I'll go through a few real quick. So we'll start off with the with the injuries. <laughs> Tori Krug has a lower body injury from last night's game. He suffered it in the third period and did not return. Braden Shen has been placed on the injured reserve with an upper body injury, so he'll miss the next two games. Brian Dumoulin has uh, a concussion, and it is unclear whether he will return. Chris Letang also left the game last night with an undisclosed injury. This all resulted from that hit from Wayne Simmons on Brian Dumoulin in the, in the, uh, on the boards. Unfortunate that Dumoulin got a concussion. But again, I don't think it was dirty. Latang came immediately to, to his aid and I guess got injured in the process. Ryan Getzlaff has missed the last two games with an upper body injury and his status is also unknown. And Eric Carlson has re-aggravated his groin injury. So it's uncertain if he's probably not going to play tonight. Bad news for, for the Sharks because you know this is when they kind of need him to go on a run here. Not too many coming back. Oh, Nikolai Ehlers has come back from from injury. And uh, he scored a goal in his first game back. 
playing on the second line with Brian Little and Kyle Connor. They looked pretty good in their last game. Patrick Line has gotten his scoring touchback. He scored two power play goals, both beauties off um, just off the faceoff dot there in uh, Ovechkin's wheelhouse. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll jump into our fantasy den real quick. Most teams play at least four times next week. And uh, some good pickups are Brock Nelson of the New York Islanders, only 25% owned. He's on a mini four-game point streak playing on that top line um, in in New York. Jakob Verana has still been uh, consistently chipping in some points. He's got a power play assist today against the Rangers. Brian Little, now that Ehlers is back in the lineup, he's either going to play with... Uh, Line A and Ehlers or Connor and Ehlers. So he's a good a good look. Travis Konechny has been consistently producing as well, chipping in points every every now and then. Riley Smith has uh, started to get assists again. So keep an eye out on him. Andreas Janssen at 15% owned has scored in two games in a row. And uh, he could be a big factor down the stretch for the Maple Leafs if they don't get Wayne Simmons in a top six role. Josh Anderson, we mentioned earlier, you know, he's playing on, on a third line. If he gets moved up to play with uh, either Dubois or Duchesne, then uh, he, he could be a good pickup as well. If you're looking for defenseman, Ryan Pulak has been hot lately. He's been uh, chipping in points as well for the New York Islanders. Essa Lindell has been, uh, has been providing secondary scoring for, um, John Klingberg there. So keep an eye on these players if you if you need any injury replacements or or pickups. I think that about does it for us finally. Do you have anything else to add, Sterling? No, just everyone wish me luck on my next few busy weeks at school. That'd be really nice of you. Thanks. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag pray for Stare Daddy. I think you'll do well, man. You're a hard working cat. Yeah. Your finals are coming up later. So good luck to Sterling on, on, on his schoolwork. Catch us tomorrow night. We're, we're going to do a quick recap. We promise it'll be quick. It won't be as long as, as, as this podcast. But, you know, trade deadline primer. We love talking about trades. So can you blame us? Thanks for sticking around, folks. We do appreciate your ears. If you, Thank you all. This was fun. Yeah, interact with us on, on, on Twitter. You know, I'm, I'm not very good at it, but. No, keep doing it. We like, uh, I like chatting with people at HFHT podcast. Give us a follow, retweet our episodes. That'd be great. You know, and uh, share our episodes if, if you are a fan. We do appreciate everybody listening and it's been fun. Hope everybody has a good week and we will catch you tomorrow. See you later. Mm-hmm.